Welcome to the Abandoning Average Podcast here for the aspiring Christian woman. There's a lot of self-doubt. Why am I not doing this? And then you're like, oh, well, because just because I'm afraid of it. There's also this norm of, well, why are you doing something different? I don't want you to be. People want for other people to look at them and say, oh, that person is successful. They put their mind to something and they did it. What happens most of the time is people start something and then it doesn't go anywhere. I think a lot of people aren't aware that they're actually like afraid to do something out of the ordinary. So then they don't do anything. By choosing to do something different, you are setting yourself apart. Fear of rejection, fear of anything is normal. It's what you do with it. Fundamentally, being different, doing something different isn't bad because God has given a purpose and that's what matters. I'm your host, Amanda Boardwine, and welcome to the Journey to Abandoning Average. Welcome to the very, no, it's not the very first. Welcome to, okay, hold on. I got to start over. Welcome to another episode of Abandoning Average. I have my very first guest here. I am so, so excited about this. It's actually my husband. Hey, this is Anthony. Yes, he wanted me to tell you that he's glorious and wonderful. So there's I did that not too. say that. Maybe. Okay, maybe I did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so we're going to be talking about some really, really awesome stuff today. Um, all about what is your Infinity Stone? That is that yes. is what we're going to talk about. Infinity Stones from Marvel. So don't run away if you're not, you know, nerdy. You don't know what that means. We'll cover it. We'll yeah, go we're going to cover it. It's going to be really relatable. It's going to be really, really good for you guys. Um, so we'll get into that. But first. First, I wanted to talk about, um, we just kind of wanted to break the ice a little bit, let you get to know Anthony a little bit, um, and since I'm married to him, it'll probably let you get to know me a little bit, too. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, I wanted to ask you, what are your top five movies? Top five movies. So, I've actually thought about this a lot before, and it's really hard for me to narrow it down to five, but I have a very definite top three. So I'll go ahead and my top three of all time, (laughs) The Princess Bride is by far my favorite movie. Mine too. Love that one. Grew up on that movie. I've probably seen it a thousand times. No exaggeration. (laughs) Love The Princess Bride. Um, In addition, Inception is probably my favorite thriller slash sci-fi. So that's on my top three. And then Aladdin is my favorite animated movie of all time. Yes. Okay, guys, stopping there just for a second. We watch Aladdin like... On Maybe a, on yeah. a monthly or bi-weekly basis. Yeah, so we, we watch <laughs> We've it a lot. We've seen it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I could pro- that's one that I could probably quote all the way through. He actually asked to watch it today, so yeah. Yeah, we might go watch that after this. <laughs> yeah, <so>. maybe. <laughs> anyway, and then um, to round that out, I'll add seven more <laughs> to make it my top ten because I can't choose out of these other seven which two make the top five. You guys are going to so get the whole list. It's a little bit complicated, but I like The Force Awakens, Inside Out. The Prestige, which is a really good thriller. It's it, If anyone hasn't seen The Prestige, go watch it. Singing in the Rain, which is a recent edition. <laughs> the Mask, The Imitation Game, and Infinity War. And that Infinity Wars, that's kind of... Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Here we go. <Yep. laughs> so big long list, but Infinity War going on with that. So just diving into the content that we're going to be talking about here and everything. 
We wanted to talk to you essentially about your uniqueness as God created you. So so basically like what what your why is, what the reason is, because God didn't create us to be um, individual people that are trying to liken ourselves to the person next to us. We are individual people and that's that. And we're created in his image. And so going off of that, like what what is your why? What are you doing? All of that. Um, so... Anthony has a really good analogy that he uses, and I want him to share it with you, but um, he likes likens it to your driving force, again, your why, but he brings it out in the Infinity Stones in um, Infinity War in the Marvel Universe. So explain what you mean by that. Okay. <laughs> so um, what I mean by when I say that y- you, every person has an Infinity Stone. In the movies, they're very powerful objects that... Each one has a there. There's six infinity stones that Thanos is trying to collect. Um, once again, don't get scared. I'm not going to. We're get coming too back to the point. <laughs> Maybe. Um, <laughs> but there's six infinity stones, and each one has a very specific thing that it does. Um, it's their powers are very different. Um, but when I talk about an infinity stone in your life, it's the thing that drives you in particular. It's what makes you laugh. It what makes you. It's what makes you break down and cry when you see a movie or when you're talking to a friend. It's how you like to spend your free time. Basically, it's something God has given you specifically for the purpose of glorifying him in a way that's unique to you. And that's kind of mm-hmm. what I mean by this infinity stone. It's just a really good way for me to liken it. Um, and it's it's kind of similar to Simon Sinek's why in his book Start With Why. And I've never read that. I've just gotten the spark notes from Amanda. Yeah. So I'm going to let her kind of explain what that book is saying just to kind of bring that out a little bit. Yeah. So if you guys are trying to pursue anything, whether it's business, if you're in in business, working for a company, or if you're trying to do anything with your church or anything like that, like if you're trying to be purposeful in something, um, you have to start with with the reason behind it. And that's why so many companies um, that actually do well, they start with that. You know mm-hmm. the reason. And so his book, Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why, which if you're if you're looking to do anything like that, pick it up because it's really, really good. But um, if you're starting with that why, there's actually three stages. You have the what, the how, and, um, or actually it might be switched. I, I should have brought the book with me, but either way, it's, um, I what, think it's how and why. Yeah. What, how, and why. And it gets closer to the middle as you go. And so it's just going through like what you're doing, how you're doing it and why you're doing it. Oftentimes businesses or just, just, um, people in general start with that outside piece when actually, when you're trying to move people and, um, create a good business or create a good movement or just live life in general, you need to start with that core piece of who you are. And so that's that's yep. really where he was coming from. So why do you use the infinity stone analogy? Okay, so why <laughs> I use infinity stone, this is the part that's going to get really kind of geeky. So once again, don't run Stick away. Stick with it. Stick with it. It's going to be good. Hang with me here. <laughs> so in the first Avengers movie, Loki had a staff and that staff was used as mind control. What you found out later in the sequel, which was Avengers Age of Ultron, was that that staff had an infinity stone inside it that did so much more than what it did in the first movie. It gave Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver their powers. Um, It gave life to the villain, Ultron. And then later it became the core centerpiece for a new hero named Vision. So if you've seen the Marvel movies, you'll know what all of those are. 
But my point, the, the point that I'm trying to make is it manifested itself in several different ways, like I was talking about before. The But the power source behind each of those was the one stone. It was always that one mind stone, infinity stone, that was driving that. So similarly, when I'm talking about what drives you forward, this is your why. This is, this is what is really going to propel everything you do. Like I was saying earlier, whether it's what you do with your free time, what you do for a job, it's going to it's going to propel what you enjoy and what you're good at doing. And it comes from this kind of core. So. Right. So you've got this, this understanding of what an infinity stone is and that it's good to have a why. How, how does it help you to know what your quote unquote infinity stone is or your why? Sure. So um, I'm going to kind of answer that with a quote um, from age from not Age of Ultron. It was from Civil War, so yet another Marvel Basically, movie. Basically, <laughs> you're going to have seen all the movies by the time we get done here. <laughs> so it's, it's Vision, that hero that was created, talking about the Infinity Stone that was used to create him. Uh, it's still in his, his forehead. It you know, stays there. And Just he says, randomly there. I don't know what this is. Not really. I know it's not of this world, that it powered Loki's staff, gave you your abilities. But its true nature is a mystery, and yet it is part of me. And then Scarlet Witch asks, are you afraid of it? And he replies, I wish to understand it. The more I do, the less it controls me. One day, who knows? I may even control it. So that's kind of driving home. He wants to understand it more so that he can use that instead of it driving him. He wants to utilize and harness that so that it can drive what he chooses to do. He so he can And even like in this in in the movie's case, it is driving him without him controlling it. In life, maybe your infinity stone isn't and we're going to talk about like how that comes out in life a little bit, but um Maybe it's just the matter of you have no direction. Maybe it's the mm -hmm. matter of you don't really know what's driving you. Maybe maybe that thing isn't controlling you or you controlling it. But it's, it's just confusing. At yes, this point. you're yep. confused. You don't have direction. You don't know what step to take next. All of those things, and that's 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 where that comes from, and how it helps to know what yours is. Yep. Um, and I'm going to put a side note here that we're going to address a little bit later. But um, this might sound a little new agey of, you know, <laughs> you know, what's, you know, what's your purpose? What's driving you forward? What we're really going to get at here in just a minute is how can you use this to glorify God? Because if this is a part of you and if this defines who you are, it's God given. God gave you this infinity stone, as it were, to push you forward, propel you forward in what you're doing. And... Our job is to discover, learn more about that, and learn how we can use that to glorify Him and bring others to Him. So we're mm -hmm. gonna we're gonna get into the, how that happened in some other people's lives later. But um, let's just talk about kind of like how that came out in our lives. How yeah, we discovered your discovery that. of your. Yep. Yeah, go so, ahead with yours, because yeah, I think so, you have a really okay. cool one. So I've known for a while that, the th and I didn't put a label to it till recently, but the thing that drives me forward is always problem solving. Whether it's the puzzles that I do or the video games that I play in my free time, it's to solve you know what the puzzle or the problem is. My job at work, I'm always problem solving to try to figure out what people need, what people are actually looking for, how to get it to them. Um, 
just in day-to-day life, I will always be looking for some problem to solve, something to to either fix or understand better. And honestly, like even when you're tired of mm-hmm. something and then there's a problem in front of you. Yeah, that'll reinvigorate yeah, me. You're, it it you're brings back me up back to like, life. Let's do this. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's kind of what mine looks like is, is always looking for problem solving, some way to, to address an issue. Yeah. So what was the exact moment that that happened? I want to, I, oh boy. I, yeah. I think oh it was when I was in, this is the one that stands out the clearest to me. Before I went into sixth grade, um, I had a, there was like a, a toy that had some kind of pre-algebra function on it. And I was just enamored by trying to figure out what X was. It was like, you know, X plus two equals five. And I didn't have to be taught how to find X. I didn't have to be taught how to do that algebra function. It was just, well, X has to be three then because three plus two equals five. And it was, I think it was at that moment that I realized, okay, I, you know, this is what I have to do. I have to solve problems. Mom likes telling the story of one day in high school Um, I had done apparently all of the math that I was required to do, so I didn't have to do anything else for my diploma. I was homeschooled, by the way, if anyone doesn't realize that, (laughs) but I had finished all of the math that I needed to do. And I apparently, I don't remember this. I must've blocked it out, but I cried because I was, I, I wanted to do math so badly. I wanted to solve problems. I cried because I had to do math. (laughs) So that's, that's one difference between us, but it just moments like that. And then in my job, I see it every day where it's just this is this is what I love doing. Yeah. So I and think- like I said before, like it, it's so clear that that's something that he loves to do, and that's that's the core of who he is. And we'll talk about mine in a second, but um, that's the core of who he is. Is that when he's tired, when he's not wanting to do something, and then you present this this problem, it doesn't it doesn't drain him even more. He gets really mm-hmm. excited, and that yeah. that's really the thing. That's the thing that drives him to do stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. So I feel like that's what God has given me to glorify himself, to bless others. Um, that's kind of, that's my yeah. infinity stone. Yeah. That's my thing. Going after the problem. Yep. yep. So then for me, I think it's kind of been a long journey coming here, but really I've I've always been told that I ask why a lot. <laughs> like I'm always, <laughs> I'm always wondering why we do things a certain way. Why, why is, why are, why do people think a certain way? Why do, um, why do we like do systems a certain way and all, all, all of that, just going through like, why do we live life the way that we do? And just recently I've been connecting more with people and realizing that really people are very, very afraid of, um, trying anything new of, and, and again, I come up with that with why, (laughs) why are we afraid of trying something new? Why are we afraid of rejection? Why are we afraid of all of those things? And so that really led me to this, this brand abandoning average and this, all the things that are coming with it is that is what puts a fire under me is, is connecting people with other people that will support them so that they're not fearful. So, cause, because that's the driving force behind that is, is why is this even the case? Why are people holding themselves back when God has created them in such a unique way? Why mm-hmm. are they doing that to themselves? Why are they holding themselves back and how can 
we help them get to where they need to be. Mm-hmm. And regardless of how that comes, if it comes through the education through this podcast or it comes through the support of other things, if it comes through inspiration and all of, however that comes, I want that to be available to people because that's what drives me. That's mm-hmm. that's an exciting thing. So, Do you want to talk a little bit about the night that you discovered? Yeah, um, yeah. That, that um, we, we drove down to that point? Yeah, yeah. So I talked about it in the first episode a little bit. But um, what it really came down to was just being very um, – very down about that same situation that I was talking about where just specifically women are very, very scared to, um, of, of what people will think. Usually it comes down to, um, what are, what is my family going to say? What are my friends going to say? What if this person doesn't like me anymore? Yada, yada, yada. And it, it ends up being that we never take action. And when you don't take action, what, how are you ever going to (laughs) change? So, yeah, so that that's where that came from. And then we were sitting down talking about it and I was just crying. <laughs> like, um, I was just crying and I didn't know what, what to do, how to change this whole situation. It was just a very frustrating moment. And that's that was that moment of, I need to do something about mm-hmm. this. So you've actually been reading a few books kind of on this. Um, and the one, like really recently, you actually got from my parents. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) but um, it's Phil Vischer's autobiography, and so and if you don't know who Phil Vischer is, he's actually well, you like so so he's a he's a storyteller. If we if we're starting with his Infinity Stone, that was his thing. He loved telling stories. Yeah, Um, he did it. That's what you really liked about him because he like talked about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was a good storyteller. (laughs) Yeah, he was a good storyteller, and he did it through animation. So in the early '90s, he developed this company called Big Idea which produced Veggie Tales, and it was literally exactly what it sounds like. It was vegetables telling Bible stories. Veggie Tales. <laughs> yep. <No. laughs> so, um, it, we didn't listen to it, that too much. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe only 100 times. Yeah. Um, it was a wildly successful business all through the 90s. He had such a big market for it, and it took off in like 96 or 97, just off the charts, selling like crazy. Um, it was this great thing that he had done. Um, or that God had allowed him, God had done through him. And God had given him this vision, given him this company. And it in 2002, right after they released their first feature-length movie, um, they went under, totally went bankrupt after a lawsuit. And what Phil came to realize was this was God taking it away from him. And after a lot of contemplation and several years of, of wondering why it had happened and why God would give him this dream and then take it away. Um, He was realizing that this had become an idol in his life. So um, what happened was God basically tested him by saying, okay, what's more important? Where do you find your identity? Is it in this business that, that I built through you or is it in me? And so, and really, you said too, like he he was running this business and everything. He wasn't really even at a certain point. He was kind of hiding the fact that it was even mm -hmm. a Christian business. Which, if God is at the center of it from the beginning, and you take that piece out, no wonder it fell apart. Like no wonder it wasn't working anymore because Mm -hmm. Phil Vischer was not putting that as the core Mm -hmm. of it anymore. So it was a good thing, and it was a good business. um, With it was you know, bringing Christian values into Christian homes. Um, but it had become his idol. It was where he found his identity and his, he was, it was basically, if I can't have this, then what good am I is what Mm -hmm. it had become. And God said, no, 
your identity is in me. You're a child of mine, and that's what gives you purpose. And slowly, God began to allow him to tell stories again. Um, and so, you know, today he's got his own production company again. Um, it's not as big as Big Idea, but it's he's glorifying God in that. He in came his back to that life. core. Yep. He came mm-hmm. back to that thing. And and his, like we said, his Infinity Stone is is storytelling. Like that why is like, I can do this. I, I can do this. But the reason is because I want to be able to glorify God and teach kids um, all about like biblical standards and everything. Mm-hmm. But from that, from that place of this is a Christian organization and we're doing this with Christian values. Yeah. And when he lost that, he lost his company. Like it just, it completely went away. So then you were talking about too, there was another story mm-hmm. that both Phil Vizier talked about and this other book that you're reading. Yes. By Tim uh, Keller. Counterfeit Gods by Tim Keller. It's, yeah. I've only read the first chapter so far, but <laughs> he already used the same analogy that Phil Vischer did. And so even today, as I was planning to talk about this, I just kind of added this in at the last minute, kind of. But it's the story of Abraham. Um, mm-hmm. So Abraham was given a vision, given a dream by God, that through his descendants would bless the the nations of the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was holding on to this dream. The years passed and passed. Um, he was eventually 100 before he was born his first son, um, Isaac. Uh, so that was basically the children, the child of the promise. Um, yeah, was Isaac. it came like the whole thing came to fruition. Then, like yep. he had been told that this was going to be a blessing, that this was this was going to be his purpose. Basically, in mm-hmm. life, was going to come through Isaac, and he was born. And so Abraham had this opportunity to either glorify, like not either glorify God, but he could have, he had an opportunity to kind of make Isaac his idol because he had been waiting so long for this. And this was the promise and it was such a big deal. So then. So then God tested Abraham. Um, Most of you guys know the story, but he wanted to ensure that Isaac would not become Abraham's idol, that that his identity would not be so wrapped up in this child, his descendants, um, this thing, thing, which was a good thing, and that's kind of what this book that I'm reading is driving at. It was a very good thing, and it was what was promised to him, but if it had become an idol, it would not have glorified God in the same way as um, what eventually happened. So he asked God to, he asked, God asked Abraham to sacrifice Isaac on an altar, and Abraham, you know, long story short, Abraham took him up the mountain and was going to sacrifice him. Yeah, he had um, to come to that point of actually, uh, yeah. I'm going to do this. As yeah. terrifying and like horrific as that sounds, he had to he had to come to that point of this is my mm-hmm. my purpose and I can't make this an idol. I can't mm-hmm. and it also can't be coming out of my own self. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, several scholars believe that Abraham thought that God would raise Isaac from the dead, but he didn't know that for sure. He didn't know the mind of God. He didn't know what was going to happen. And he had his hand raised to slaughter Isaac on the altar. Mm-hmm. And um, the angel of the Lord stopped him and said, wait, no, here's a ram. Um, right. You know, sacrifice this instead. Yeah. Um, and it was it was for Abraham to realize that God needed to be most important in his life. And um, for, you know, generations of us people to come um, to realize that even though something may be very good and a good thing that God has given us, it cannot take the place of God in our lives. It cannot take a place above or equal to God. Yeah. So, so I'm, 
probably like I haven't talked about this much from the beginning until here, but thinking about I've talked a lot about stewardship before just in my life in business before mm-hmm. all of that and what what all of that means is that God is in ownership of everything mm-hmm. God's in ownership of the money that you have the business that you have the skills that you have the people that are like you yourself he he has created everything and in accepting God as the creator of everything He's also the owner of everything. Mm -hmm. So anything that you do is never owned by you, Mm -hmm. but it is managed by you. And that's what stewardship means is that you are a steward. You are a manager of what God has. So bringing this all back to the infinity stone and, and who we are and what we're doing and everything, like your purpose... As you're doing that, we have to remember, like, figure figure out what your what your quote unquote infinity stone is. Like, I'm doing mm-hmm. air quotes over here, but but what that is, what that purpose is, what that why is, what the thing is. Like for him, it's problem solving, and for me, it's it's helping women get rid of the fear in their lives and and embrace their uniqueness mm-hmm. in God. Like that that's where I am in that. And so working through all of those things and what you truly are passionate about and what you love. You have to be able to say, okay, God has given me this thing. And I like to use the analogy of, um, and I don't don't know where it started. Somebody actually told me this, but living with open hands and actually having your hands open to where God has given you something and you're just allowing it to touch you and flow out, if that makes sense. You You don't hold it tightly. You don't close your hands over this infinity stone or the why. You don't close your hands over that, but you say, how can I affect other people with that? And not letting always realizing that it came first to you through God. It never it never starts with you and that's how you keep it from becoming an idol is if it starts with you or if that becomes your whole reason and your whole being just like Phil Vischer where it it's it will start to crumble. It will start to go away. It will start to not become as effective because God is the reason that it makes it effective. And so if you're living with open hands, you're able to let God bring something to you and then influence other people mm-hmm. with that and you don't yeah. ever let it stop there. So those are the things that we were thinking about today and I think it yeah. I think I hope it really really helps you guys to be able to process through all of that. Mm-hmm. I hope that you're able to sit and like think about okay, what's the thing that like makes me cry to movie yep. or <laughs> love a certain song or I mean we were talking about yep. There was an Imagine Dragons song that I was listening to the other day, and I was like, I don't know why I like this, because I don't usually like this kind of music. And he was like, it just... It, well, it's very it, driven. Yeah, so it's that's just normally what I am attracted to and one of the kind of things that I like. And again, it comes back to why are we doing this this way? Like, I want, I want to be a driving force, and I want other people to do that and not be afraid of fear. So coming back to that, that is something that, like, you can connect to like thinking about what kind of movies, what kind of music, what kind of yeah. um, jobs do you like? What kind of like if you're in school, if you're going um, to college or anything, like what kind of classes do you like that? Those kind of things. What drives you or attracts you to that thing and find the commonality in that? Yeah. Because that's going to be where you find a lot of passion. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I hope that that was super, super helpful for you guys. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to be on here. Thanks for having me, Amanda. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was so hard to get you on here. No. <laughs> I had to get up out of bed and come over here. Oh, my goodness. 
dread (laughs) anyway so thank you guys so much for listening and if you found this super helpful and you enjoyed this time here go ahead and leave a review on itunes that'd be great and then also if you want to follow along with the whole journey and everything and hear updates and all of that we're over on instagram um, at abandoning average so you can actually check us out there and we also have a facebook community too the link is in the bio at abandoning average so you can get to that as well if you want to be able to be in on the conversation and everything we are so so excited to have you and we'll see you in another episode.